Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Exodus chapter number 15, verse number 23 says this. Uh, Let's just back up to verse 22. The Bible says, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There uh, there he made them a statute and an ordinance, uh, and there he proved them. In the beginning of verse number 25, the Bible said, And he cried unto the Lord, uh, and the Lord showed him a, a tree. And I just want to preach on this thought for a little while this morning. Uh, a tree in the midst of bitterness. Father, I pray that you'd help us and use us today. May thy divine will be done, God. I pray, Lord, that you'd touch the heart of every person that's listening, God, today, that's here in the parking lot, those that may be listening by live feed today. I pray, God, that you'd help them and use them. Uh, God, meet the needs there, God. I pray that if they'd be anybody lost, God, that you'd save them today. In Jesus' name we pray it. Uh, Amen and amen. This passage of Scripture is a very familiar passage of Scripture. We know just a few chapters prior to this that God has led Moses uh, to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt's land, uh, out of a land of bondage and a land of slavery. uh, And God has led Moses uh, to bring them out. God brings them to the Red Sea and when God gets it the Red Sea uh, and the people gets it the Red Sea, God allows Moses uh, to part the waters uh, and lead them across on dry ground. Uh, And now they have come across the Red Sea uh, and they're standing on the sweet banks of deliverance. Uh, In other words, they had been in bondage but now uh, they are in freedom. They're enjoying the blessings of God. They're enjoying uh, the liberty of God and what God had brought them out of. Uh, They was once in bondage uh, but they now are free. And can I say this, when I think about us today, uh, when I think about America today, I think about our country today, uh, that is exactly where we have been uh, for a long, long time. Uh, We have enjoyed the blessings uh, of a thrice holy God. Uh, When you come to chapter number 15, uh, they've now crossed over and they break out in a song. They began to praise the Lord. When you think about by way of introduction there was the praise of the deliverance in verse number 1 and 2. They began to praise God. Think about this. Their praise was unto the Lord. Their praise was about the Lord. Think about this. The word Lord is 12 times in 18 verses and there's 33 personal pronouns that's talking about
about the Lord. What I'm simply saying is this. Uh, it's the children of Israel uh, uh, was praising God. Uh, they was magnifying God. Uh, uh, they were saying God has been good. Uh, uh, God has been good. Uh, there was the praise of the deliverance. But think about this. Not long after that, there was the problem uh, of the desert. There was the problem of the desert. I'm headed somewhere. Stay with me. There was the problem of the desert. You see, the Bible said this, Yea, all that live godly shall suffer persecution. The Bible also said this, Man that is born of a woman is what? Of a few days and full of troubles. He didn't say that we was full of days and a few troubles, but that we was of, of a few days, and those few days are full of trouble. Now the children of Israel uh, has hit a problem uh, in their life. There was the praise of the delivered, the problem of the desert, but then there was the protest uh, of the defiant. There was the protest of the defiant. What did they do? They began to murmur. They began to complain. Uh, no more do we hear them saying God's good. Uh, uh, no more do we hear them bragging on God. Uh, uh, no more is there songs uh, of deliverance that's being sung. Uh, but now all you hear uh, is the protest uh, of the deficient. Can I say this to you? Who are we to praise God uh, when everything's going right uh, and not praise God now? No, I don't understand everything. Uh, I don't understand why it's all happening the way that it is. Uh, uh, but God's still God. Uh, uh, God's still on His throne. Uh, and God still inhabits uh, uh, the praise of His children. It's not time for us to sit around and bellyache. It's time for us to lift an unworthy hand to the throne of God and say he's still worthy of every bit of our praise and every bit of our glory. But there was the protest of them. They began to what? They began to complain about God. There was the protest. I find this very interesting that as soon as they began to protest, here's what they say. Moses, their protest immediately, immediately goes to the man of God. It's the man of God's fault that we're in this condition. Now, I want you to hear me tonight or today or this afternoon, whatever it is. I, hear me and hear me well. God is still on his throne. God, hey, hey, listen, he said, for I am the Lord thy God, I change not. His ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. Before we blame everybody else for something that's going on in our country, that man goes right there, God's still in control. God's still in control. And they began to complain against the man of God, but watch this. There is the prayer of the dependent. There is the prayer of the dependent. The Bible said in verse number 25, And he cried unto the Lord. Nothing is stated here about the nation of Israel crying to the Lord. Nothing is stated here about the nation of Israel praying to God. The only thing that we know about the nation of Israel right now is that they're murmuring and complaining. But on the back side is a man of God that gets along with God and begins to pray out to God. 
And a nation, think about this, a nation is delivered off of the prayer of one man of God. Just one man of God gets a hold of God. And you know what God does? God delivers the children of Israel from their bitter times. Hear me and hear me well. If the prayer of one man of God would do that, I wonder what would happen if every one of us today that would bind together in unity and bind together in prayer and pray God to stay grace on America one more time and God to send revival to America one more time. There was the prayer of the man of God. Now I want to say this to you. I'm going to say this in passing. And I'm going to say this to you because I'm headed right here to a little point and then we're going to go home. And I'm going to say this to you today. I wonder how many times you was able to get out of the mess that you was in, not because of your prayers, but because of the man of God's prayers. Yeah, man. Now, if it was in the church, it'd probably still be this quiet. <laughs> I told him up here on the platform, I said, now y'all say amen whether you like it or not because I need to hear it. But I wonder how many times... I wonder how many times you took a burden to the man of God. And that man of God took it to his prayer closet somewhere. And you couldn't even pray because you were such in a mess. Your bitterness had so overwhelmed you that you was at a place you couldn't even pray. Oh, but a man of God got a hold of God and touched God on your behalf. That's what happens right here in the nation of Israel. There's the prayer of the dependent. But now think about this, and here's where I want to get to. There was the provision that brought delight. There was the provision that brought delight. You say, what happened? When, when Moses prayed, God answered. When Moses went to God, God answered. Oh, yes, good neighbor. When Moses touched God on the, on the behalf of that nation, God heard the prayer of Moses. And hear me and hear me well. He not only heard the prayer of Moses, he answered the prayer of Moses. And God brought Israel a deliverance again. I serve a God that's the same today. I serve a God that's able to do that today. Hey, God showed Moses exactly what to do. And here's what brought the, the nation of Israel from bitterness to gladness. Watch what your Bible said. Look with me. And when they came tomorrow, they could not drink of the waters of Mara. Skip down to verse 25. And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. The Lord showed him a tree. Now I need somebody to wave at me out your window for a tree right there. The Lord's anybody else here in that tree? The Lord showed Mo. I never thought I'd say that preaching. Instead of somebody give me an amen, somebody wave out your window at me. Now if we can get you a waving and a saying amen, when we get back in there, we'll jump out the windows, praise God. But think about this with me. God showed Moses a tree. And when Moses got to that tree, oh yeah, everything was going to be all right. You want me to tell you what the answer for our country is today? 
Hear me and hear me well. I don't mean this ugly. And I pray, I've earnestly prayed that God would help those working to find an antiviral or a medication that would help with that. Me and Brother Brian's talked about that. Every day this week I pray about that. I pray God helps President Trump. I pray God helps Governor Cooper. But let me tell you what the answer for America is today. Hey, Trump is not the answer for America today. Our president's not the answer. Our governor's not the answer. I tell you what the answer is. The answer is if we just get back to a tree on a hill far away, stood an old rugged cross, and if we'll get back to Calvary in these days, that is the answer to this nation today. That is the answer to every problem that you have in your life today. That is the answer to every problem. Note this with me. Three things and we'll go home. Number one, I want you to note this with me. I want you to note the place of that tree. The place of that tree. The Bible said this. The Bible said, and he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast it in the waters, the waters were made sweet. The place of it. What was the place of that tree? That tree, that tree evidently was in arm's reach of Moses. In other words, that tree was exactly where they needed that tree to be. Yeah, man. In other words, Moses didn't have to send somebody out on a great big journey to find the tree. Moses didn't have to send somebody out uh, uh, to go back across the Red Sea. Uh, uh, Moses didn't have to send them here or send them there. The very thing uh, that they needed uh, was right in front of them. I want you to hear me this afternoon. Uh, The very thing that we need uh, is right in front of us today. And it's this old King James Bible uh, that'll still help us today. It's getting on our face uh, before a holy God uh, and crying out one more time. The place of that, it was right there. It It was within arm's reach of them. And I'm going to tell you, for whatever needs you have in your life today, for whatever need that you have in your life today, I promise you the cross is the answer for it. I promise you, if you'll just get to Calvary, that is the answer for whatever's wrong in your life. I thought about this today, the place that I thought about this. The Bible said this in Psalms 46.1, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help. Watch this. In trouble. He didn't say in times of trouble because all of our times are trouble. Some are just worse than others. But you know what he said? He said in that trouble, God is our refuge. God is our strength. Our problem is today that we're looking to a governor. We're looking to a president. We're looking to a doctor. We're looking to a scientist. We're looking to a medicine. But I wonder what would happen if we just start looking to the cross. If we just start looking to God. If we just turn back to Him. The place of the tree number two. I want you to see this with me. 
not only the place of the tree, but number two, I want you to see the purpose of the tree or the plan of the tree. What was the plan of that tree? The plan of that tree was not just to lay on the ground. The plan of that tree was to be picked up and cast into where it needed. And I want you to hear me this afternoon. The plan of the tree is the same today. The plan of the tree is for you just not to read a book about Calvary. The plan of the tree is for you just not to read your Bible about Calvary. And I'm all about reading our Bible about Calvary. Matter of fact, I just started a new book by a guy by the name of, I call him Crumb Masher. I don't know if that's the way you say his name or not, but that's the way old John says it up here in Low Gap, Crumb Masher on Calvary. And uh, I'm all about finding everything we can out about it. But you want me to tell you what the plan of the tree is today? The plan of the cross of Christ is to be entered into your life. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You can look at the cross all you want to. Moses could have stepped back and looked at that tree. God could have told him that that tree would bring deliverance. But if Moses did not pick that tree up and chunk it into the waters, it would not have done anything. You've heard about the cross. You've heard about Christ. You know what it will do. But I asked you a question. Have you ever put the tree in your life? That's the plan of Calvary today. The plan of Calvary is for it to enter your life. The plan of Calvary is for you to ask Christ into your heart. Not only do you see the plan of the tree and you see the place of the tree, I say this in closing. You see the power of the tree. See the power of the tree. The power of it. Trees are powerful. Matter of fact, there's a lot of them that's real powerful right now because they got a lot of yellow stuff in them. And I, I said this the other day to somebody. I, it may have been Brother Brian. I don't remember, but I said this the other day. I said, it's the world's worst time to have allergies because you sneeze and you're probably going to get shot. Had nothing to do with corona. It had to do with all this yellow stuff in the air. Matter of fact, I've had a hard time when I prayed all morning that God would help me to preach because of all the pollen. But when you think about that tree, Brother Josh, that tree was so powerful. That tree had the power to literally change the lives of the children of Israel. To literally change their lives. Completely change it. But the only way that it would ever happen is if the tree was put into their life. If the tree, it don't matter how much power it has, if you don't apply it to your life, I, I don't say much about this. I said a little bit about it the other day. But I suffer from psoriatic arthritis. Matter of fact, a little bit over a year ago, I got to the place where my left hand, I just about couldn't even use my left hand anymore. And I went to the doctor, and the doctor told me two or three different things. And then he said, you need a shot. And uh, I don't like shots. I, I don't like them at all. I said, I just don't know about that. To make a long story short, I ended up 
agreeing to go on a medication called Humira. And once every two weeks, I give myself a shot now. And, 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 well, you can see my hand. I can use my hand again. And my life is, it, honestly, it's been completely changed. My wife will tell you that over the past year, year and a half from taking that medication. That medication was very powerful. But you know what? If I had not listened to what the doctor said do, and if I had not administered that powerful drug into my body, I'd still be in the same condition. And here's where we're at in so many cases in America today. We've come to a place where we know what the cross will do. We know what prayer will do. I'm telling you, I'm still a firm believer that this could be the start of the greatest revival that's ever hit our country. In a matter, in a matter of just a few days, sports has been taken away. Hollywood's been taken away. Uh, um, uh, life as we know it is completely different now. It's, and I have nothing against all those things to a certain extent. But life as we know it is completely different now. But you know what would change your life? What has the power to do it during this time? Right here it is. Right here it is. This book and prayer will change our life. But hear me, church. We've got to apply it to our life. We've got to apply it to our life. If we never apply it to our life, then it'll be to no avail. She starts playing softly. And I want to ask you this question this afternoon. I know it's a little bit different, but I'm going to ask you this question this afternoon. Have you ever made a trip by the tree? Have you ever allowed the tree in your life? And I understand it's not the tree. We know it's the one that hung on the tree, Christ. But you understand the application today. Have you ever allowed Christ into your heart and save you? I'm going to tell you what the answer for us today is, church. The answer for every problem, no matter what it is today, is Calvary. Watch this in the Scripture. Now the very thing that the children of Israel has murmured about and complained about and run from because of a tree being cast into the midst of it, now they're running to it. Now they're running to it. And if we're not careful during these days, church, we'll become bitter. We'll get upset. Now, I want you to understand what I'm fixing to say. I'm not making an application that you go running to COVID-19. I have no, I have no plans on doing that. I have no plans on doing that. But what I am saying is this, is during this time of bitterness, during this time of hardship in our country, some of my friends are now affected with it. Brother Kenny Baldwin, one of the greatest preachers that there is right now, is now affected with it. Brother Kevin and Miss Jenny Nunn and the Nunn sisters that we use, that is a major foothills. There's no way foothills could do what it does without them. Are affected. I'm not going to go running to them right now. I'm praying for them. Me and Brother Kevin texted this morning. But you know, let me tell you what we can do during these days. We can run to this. 
We can, I said this. Everybody's looked at social media at some, to some degree. But I wonder if we would just take our face out of Facebook and put our face in the book. What it do for us in these days? I wonder instead of watching the news media all the time, if we just got our families together, began to pray, beg God. I'm telling you, that's what's going to work. Begin to beg God to have mercy on us. I wonder what would happen. The tree today, the very thing that they ran from, they now ran to simply because of a tree. So I ask you this question today. Are you saved? Do you know the Lord is your Savior? If you was to die today, would you go to heaven? We're not promising our next breath and I know there's been a ton of preaching on prophecy the past few days. And I'm sure they'll continue to be. And, 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 and I'm not even going to talk much about it, but just simply this right here. The coming of the Lord's at hand. I, uh, I might not even lay down at the house tonight. There's a good chance that we'll gather on the other side and our social distancing will be gone, praise God. There's a real good chance before the sun goes down today, Miss Nicole, that we'll be with Brady in heaven. There's a real good chance. So if you're not saved, I'm telling you, you better prepare to meet thy God. And I just happen to know about a tree that'll change your life if you'll just get to Calvary.